1: original moto podcast featuring legends of the past stars of today season previews and race reviews introspection
2: opinion facts and laughs here's your host steve mathis
3: welcome everybody to the MotorcycleSuperstore.com superstore.com racer x podcast this is the Millville Wrap-Up, MotorcycleSuperstore.com. If you go there, shop for some stuff, uh, the the number one uh, top brands in the gear, accessories, tires, parts, and apparel, you go there, buy some stuff, punch in the code PB-PULP16, PB as in uh, Pulp Bro-PULP16, uh, saves you 10% off participating brands. Uh, check out their website to check out their vast inventory of equipment for over 700 trusted brands. Do You Speak Moto? MotorcycleSuperstore.com, and, of course, Fox Racing, presented by Foxhead.com. Uh, uh, Fox Racing launching their 2017 gear this weekend in Washougal. Kenny Roxon wears Fox, and he just smoked everybody at Millville. So perhaps you should think about Fox, people. Uh, whether it's boots, helmets, uh, chest protectors, gear, mountain bike stuff, casual wear, Fox Racing, if your dealer doesn't carry uh, Fox Racing, go to, uh, go to Foxhead.com and find one. And, uh, all right, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Like I said, Millville wrap-up. Uh, I'm Steve Mathis. With me on the line is... Uh, my boss at RacerX Online, the voice of American motocross, the man who continues to get the word of the day in each and every time without a problem, the Jason Wygant. Yeah. The problem with the word of the day this week, though, Wygant, was that you you got, you got outside assistance. <laughs> is that uh, illegal? It's not illegal, per se, but it's a little bit of a cheap way to do it.
1: It was awesome. I mean, I didn't even have to think about it for more than nine seconds. It was so good. Literally, first person to ask me about it on Friday was uh, Johnny Oler, suspension man from VGR. What's the word? Elephantitis. And he's, I'm like, I'm not even sure what it means yet. He's like, I think it means like a body part swelling up. So, of course, that led to a lot of uh, off-color jokes that can't be used on the air. Right. And then, and then eventually it reverted to arm pump. And he's like, Sand man, arm pump. Elephantitis in the arms. I'm like, there we go. We're done.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well. The
1: easiest, hey. Toughest word. Easiest performance of the year.
3: Yeah. You got it out right away too. Just banged it out. Um. All right. On with me on the line too. Um. I talked about fly uh, fox racing launching. Um. Twenty seventeen gear this weekend. So is fly racing and fly racing's own Jason Thomas is on the line. What's up, JT? Oh,
2: uh, nothing. Just was I was listening to Weege. It sounded like he was, uh, maybe moving or. Transporting uh, heavy it's, equipment, just, it's, just week, it's
3: just another week. Screaming. Just another week with Wygant's phone and Wygant's backgrounds and everything else. <laughs> That's just another. There's
1: literally no place I can go right now. My entire house is filled with screaming kids, and I went outside, and both the neighbors are cutting the lawn at the same time. I want someone <laughs> to tell me what I'm supposed to do. What can I do? I've tried outside and inside. There's no place to go. Got you. I just slammed the door in my face for being too loud. My wife just slammed the door on me. I'm it's like trying to pass Marvin
2: Muscan. There's nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah.
3: You're stuck. Yeah. Well, it's all right now. Okay. We got you new phones, and so that's part that problem has been solved. So we think. We hope. Um, all right, everybody. Yeah, so uh, Millville has uh, come and gone. And we'll get to the word of the day at the end of the of the deal. And uh, thanks to Motorcycle Superstore. Thanks to Fox Racing, of course, for making this happen. Um, first up, Millville, I've long said it. I'll say it again. It's the best track of the series. I'm sorry, you other 11 Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motorcross promoters. You guys can suck it. Millville is the best track of the series. Not the best race, well, not the best overall race when you include, you know, proximity to a town, uh, easy flight in and out, uh, Starbucks locations, um, restaurants, that type of thing. Millville comes up a little short, but when you're talking pure track, it's the best one. J- JT, I just
2: dropped the mic. I'm with you. I'm with you. No, not best overall race. <clears throat> it's a bit far removed. Uh, yeah, but I'm with you on the track. Yep. Weej.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, if you were to draw up like how you'd want a motocross track to be, uh, the hills and then there's flat spots and dirt's good. Yeah, I don't think you could get a better scenario. Maybe, maybe people don't like the right-hand first turn, but I don't even know if anyone complains about that.
3: Dude, I, no crashes this year that I saw. Mm. Um, no. Yeah, you're. And by the way, uh, JT's ridden that track at a much faster level than I have, but I've ridden Millville a ton. Uh, that you're you're hauling ass. You are really going On fast.
2: Yes. Yeah, the, the good thing about it, though, is that you don't really need the brakes so much for right. that turn. Yeah. Everybody kind of lets off and then goes through the turn pretty fast. Uh, it's similar to Unadilla, like kind of the same way. You don't brake very hard. If, mm-hmm. it, if it was a hard right-hand turn like, say, uh, how Freestone used to be, right. that's a problem. That's a problem. But uh, it doesn't seem to have many crashes there. Um,
3: well, funny for the start, uh, Osborne DNF the first moto. He had a first up, He crashed. I didn't know if he crashed because of the – Rocks and debris in his front sprocket Or if that happened from the crash But then his battery died on his bike For some reason So he couldn't start it So then they were trying to get it rolling And they couldn't roll it So he had a uh, shitty gate pick for the second moto And he pulled a really good start Because he he was on the far left gate And he got up on the hard crust uh, Outside on the far left And uh, Nick Way The ever observant Nick Way Noticed this And Nick is working with Dakota Tedder and he put Tedder on the far left gate, and Tedder came in the first turn fifth, and Nick was high fiving everybody in the in the manager's tower there. Um, so yeah, a little little trick at Millville. I didn't realize that. Kind of
2: do the, you can do the same on the very inside as well. Yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen Nick Way pull that off on the very very inside too uh, on the grass. You can get on the grass there. Yeah. Uh, well. but it's it's risky. I mean you can, you kind of have to be forced to make that move. It's not something you just would want to yeah. do on your own, but yeah, it can work. Yeah. It can work in a, you know, crisis situation. Uh great track too, by the way. So yeah, just like we said, best track of the series. Can we can we talk about you and Six Time out there by yourself? Um
3: I mean we can. I told the story time and time again, but it was Pretty uh strong. 1990 1992 500 national, uh, rain came, heavy rains, uh, delayed practice for a long time. Then finally the green flag waved for practice, and uh, nobody still wanted to go out. 500s were the first practice of the day, or maybe we were second practice. I think we were first. And uh, uh, nobody wanted to go out, and you uh, um, used to go beside the starting line, out to the start, to the right of the starting line from the pits. You'd ride alongside there and then make a right turn and pull onto the to the track right there nobody wanted to go out except for two two warriors why again two people who said it's okay i'll ride in the slop myself and jeff stanton idling alongside the start straight pulling out onto the track for practice
2: terrific you and that same the best guy out there yes yes (laughs) that same that same uh place where you're saying you're idling along the start straight yep I saw uh, Jeff Gibson's Cannondale explode, his engine completely lock up, and they had to push it back, idling down the first (laughs) practice first of the weekend on Uh Saturday. He didn't even make it to the starting line. He was still idling to the starting line. uh, We had Keith Johnson on the Pulp Show
3: a couple weeks ago, and I said, give me some Cannondale stories. He he dropped two gold gold nuggets. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Anyways, yeah, so Stanton, and we made a right turn onto the track. He was in front of me, and we went down by the Mini Donuts and by Bob Cycle Supply, and then I never saw him again. <laughs> Sweet. We hit the sand whips, and it was, uh, Stanton was gone. But, uh, yeah, great day. Who, who could forget? Uh, I brought it up to Stanton one time. He, he had no memory. No memory mm-hmm. of a 782 privateer on a Honda behind him. So, um, Really? Yeah. <laughs> Shocking, right? <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into the race. Uh, I guess... Oh. Do we start with Stu? Can we start with Stu or no? Because he just went 10 DNF. No, we
2: we can, can always start, start with, with Stu. Stu. Yeah, sure we can. <laughs> oh, come
3: on. Oh, God. We don't, we don't start with Stu? Uh, yeah, I'm outvoted. Both of you want to start
1: with Stu, so we'll just feed the people that claim that the media is obsessed with the guy a little more.
2: <sighs> Stu was back. Let's, let's talk about Stu, and then let's go straight to Adam Cincarillo. <laughs> 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 and from there, a stank dog. <laughs> We'll
3: naturally transition. <laughs> Stu to AC to Stank Dog and then hang up. We're done. Okay, so Stu was back. Um, it's been it's been hell for him. There's no doubt. Um, he came back. The Bachelia was hurt, uh, so he didn't show up. Baggett's out for the year. With uh, and by the way, why again? Maybe we'll get into that a little bit. You can uh, give me a pat on the shoulder um, later. Um, so Stu came back. Look. I went around the pits. I asked everybody: Cowie guys, Honda guys, um, uh, Pro Circuit guys. Where else did I go? Um, JGR. JGR guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we JTS my, my my pattern down. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyways, I, 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 no, wait. You know, I think I asked Skip Norfolk too. So, so yeah. How's Stu going to do? How's this going to go? What do we think? I got to say, no one had any faith that Stu finishes both motos. And I said the same thing to them that I said every week in Supercross or, or when Stu raced Hangtown or whatever. I, um, I said, he's got to, right? Like, he's got to just ride around and get a finish. And everybody said, yeah, but he's not going to. Well, I was sort of right. Um, Weege, that 10th, I mean, he should take that 10th and be happy. That's a start. That's something. Second moto, Weege, the team, said blisters uh, caused him to pull out, which uh, I can believe uh, he probably hasn't ridden that much. But um, had, a, had a kid and stuff. Uh, the 10th is, is a start. It's He rode. I watched him. He rode steady, calm, just, you know. We'll take
2: he was it. moto.
3: has to be exactly. I mean,
1: no one on earth could possibly complain about that, I think, at this point. Like, that's what everyone has been asking to happen Over every other round of racing this year, finally, it is finally taken until July, where he finally got the just cruise around and take get in laps and take the points. The only other race where you could say that he did that was the Atlanta Supercross, and we know how that ended. He was just minding his own business, logging his laps, and still ended up being in the firestorm. But that's the only other race I could think of where he just did this, didn't crash. Did not crash. Just stayed out there and did his laps. Yep. And, yeah, it was true. He was laboring bad at the end of the moto. But is it not almost scary sometimes when you see – I mean, he was holding up and badly. But in the end, it was, hmm, he could barely even moto, moto on out there those last few laps. But he was still good enough to get tense. It kind of reminds me of what we were saying to Kevin Windham when Windham was like, it's time to pull the plug. And we're like, dude, you probably feel like you're riding horrible, but you're still tense.
2: Yeah. He did get there some were thirty help from other Pike, guys
1: though. that couldn't beat him. It's so weird how that works.
2: What's that? you he help from Tiglin Pike, but other well, than that. Whatever. It. Yeah.
1: Well well either twelfth. Like I'm saying, like there are there are uninjured privateer dudes riding their balls off and Stu's riding around at like sixty percent and he still finishes ahead of them. I'm just I'm I'm not insulting them or praising him. I'm just saying it's funny how that works well, in sports it's, right? it's, Yeah.
2: It's funny. To your point, I was actually watching at the end of the first moto. He was laboring to get around the track Mm -hmm. when Brayton was passing him. Yeah. And I was picturing myself out there running around in 14th or 15th and then going back and watching the race after. I would have been mortified at the way as tired as he looked to still have been beaten because he was struggling. He he wanted no part of Brayton. He just like, everybody go by him and get out of the way. You know what I mean? So for him to get 12th, I think your point is well made that it's incredible that he has that much talent and ability yeah. to ride around and get that, that position. Um, I was talking to yeah, v- and any oh. of
1: those guys, if, if Roxen had two broken ankles, Roxen would probably be able to ride
2: around and get. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now. Yeah. It's, and, it's anybody yeah. at that level. Yeah. Sure.
3: I went and watched yeah. the second practice in the middle of sand whoops. So I always like to do that, uh, at the track cause it's one place you can't really see and you got to watch it on your own. Um, and I went over there and okay, the second practice, Stu didn't do much special in those whoops, but um I was talking to a Honda guy there and he said that he out of everybody he timed, and I assume he timed everybody, the top guys, all the top guys, uh, Stu was the fastest in the whoops from the start
2: to the to the exit. Stu was the fastest guy. I would believe that. Yep. That's just talent. That's yep. not right physical conditioning or anything, that's just talent, which he has in spades. So yep. yeah, yep. I would believe that.
3: Um so, yeah, it uh Stu is back, and I guess he'll be back this weekend. It's going to be Washugo, so it'll be cooler. It won't be as rough. And uh, just get another couple finishes if he can. I don't know how bad the blisters were. Riding with blisters sucks, too, by the way. It does suck. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not surprised at blisters, right,
2: uh, JT? No, I, mean, I mean, for sure, I would assume he hasn't been riding a whole lot, I, I would bet. Uh, so yeah, I mean going out there just the two practice sessions like pushing the edge like that, he was probably going into the first moto was like uh-oh. You <laughs> yeah. know cause his hands are probably already right. beat up. Yeah. And then he probably came in at the end of the first moto and his hands were bleeding everywhere and then that was all she wrote. Once again though,
1: yeah, the mechanic <laughs> told me, uh mechanic told me before the second moto he heard that they were busting out the super glue for the blisters and he's like this is not going to be good. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah. So Stu's back, and we'll see this weekend. Uh, Washugo, keep it going, keep it rolling. He needs he needs twenty five points to keep to keep that uh, keep that number seven. So he's got what seventeen. So
2: what? What? I think he has. Uh, think he gets eighteen points. Okay. Maybe nineteen. If he could, did, he get a point at A one. I think he got a point at A one for qualifying. Okay. Um. He's he's
3: getting close. Yeah. I mean there's no way the AMA takes his number away, no matter what, even he scored no, zero. I agree. You know, there's I no agree. way they do that. But but just, just <laughs> technically. Um okay, so uh Kenny Roxon, um, this was Roxon was not going to have any any talk of Tomac being better, catching him, maybe giving him a run. And you wanna know why? Because he qualified fastest. Kenny Never qualifies fastest. He says he doesn't care about that. He doesn't, you know, whatever. Well, he was almost two seconds faster in qualifying than everybody else. And then this was, then he just, the second moto came from about 10th to first. The first moto, Tomac had about a five-second lead. And in like two laps, that thing was gone. Um, This was a giant middle finger from Kenny to anyone who had any gall to suggest that Tomac had anything for him. This was...
2: A very angry, probably, Kenny Rockson. Would you agree, JT? I think so, yeah. I think, but, you know, going into the weekend, I would think so. But then the first moto, you know, he kind of uh, was pretty methodical in how he went about it. If, if you would have flipped the motos, I think the anger looked like in the second moto. You know, the start, he almost crashed. And then, I mean, I'm just going to say it. That was two of the most impressive laps I've ever seen, ever by by a rider put together, um, he was passing riders like he was, you know, at a local fair race. You know, he got a bad start or, you know, started from a d- dead engine or something. Uh, that was uh, pretty incredible. And, and if you're anyone who has to race Ken Rockson moving forward and you watch that, those first few laps, you probably are trying to find a way to forget it because that was just – he was on a completely different level than everybody else in the class.
3: Started uh, Moto 1 and 12 or, – or, sorry, sorry um... – Started moto one uh, up front and uh, second moto, I think he was probably geez, I don't know, six or seven. Uh coming around the sand whoops and then it was just over. It was worse than that coming the first turn. But um it was good. It was really good. I gotta admit when Have you I watch it on TV yet?
2: Yeah, a little bit. A little bit, not all. Oh a my bit. gosh. He yeah. was I mean, he was doing he was making the other guys look like they were amateurs and and well Trust me, I know the level that those other guys are on, and to do that, I don't even know. I'm not even sure how he was doing it. You know, it's, Phil. Phil said he's really almost incredible. Phil said he was almost blown off his bike when rocks. Yeah. by. He, it was like it wasn't s- al- And it wasn't just in these. It was everywhere. It wasn't in just one spot where he just had these sections figured out. It was everywhere on the track. It was just how you know. It basically was like get out of the way everywhere. It was just so much faster. It was. It was really impressive. You said it was like a, when a semi passes you.
3: You know, you're on a bicycle. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was, man, it was great. It was amazing. Um, I thought early, I got to admit, um, two laps into the first moto. I'm like, oh yeah, Eli's got this just because Kenny's bad start. Kenny was probably, yeah, six seconds probably back of Eli. Um, when he finally got into second and I'm like, okay, well, that's probably the gap that's going to be maintained here. Uh, Eli Mm -hmm. was really riding well. He looked like anyways, you know, um, and then, uh no, no it wasn't going to happen. Well, it was not going to happen, but uh i thought I thought Eli was going to do it. I, he looked great. I'm like, "How do you go any faster than that but uh yeah, you can so um, I really felt like uh j. T. Roxham was using outside lines way more than the other guys, and probably should have
2: well, and i'm writing i'm actually this call uh, was in the middle of me writing a column about how I think he was has been so much better and was so much better on Saturday uh Grant Langston may actually made this point uh and it was a great point is that they were riding the track so much differently I think Eli's aggression it really helps him at times but I think uh in other circumstances it hurts him and I think it hurt him this weekend because when you watch him he was burying the bike everywhere and and that's just pure aggression that's coming into the turns too hot breaking too late and then getting you know too deep into the berm uh and the dirt was really soft at millville which it sometimes it is sometimes it isn't but it was really soft and i think that was keeping him from getting kind of back up to speed where kenny was staying super soft in the berms staying super light and i think that you know his momentum was just so much higher all the way around the track and when you, when you watch the races and watch their approaches to the, to the race, it's so much different. And I think in this case, you know, it just worked out for, in Kenny's, uh, Kenny's favor. And you could kind of see it with Marvin, too. Marvin is, has not been on the level that he was this weekend. Uh, but I think the way the track was and the way that Marvin and Kenny both approach a track, I think really, really worked out for them this weekend. Outside lines, bro. Eli was struggling with some outside lines. Okay, well, you, you stick with your outside line thing. I'm going to go a bit okay. deeper with it.
3: How about how about, um, how about Kenny Wigant wheeling down some of those hills? Just coming down, pulling a wheel, yeah. a, setting it down, and just, like, not even slowing for the turn. Later. Jeez. Yeah, we would
1: love to have known. We knew from practice that they were hitting, like, 55 or so down there. I would love to ask, and I'd probably find out from the pro guys how fast he was going in the motos when he had to, like, try to rush it a little bit to maybe pull off a pass and add 10 more miles per hour to it. Um, after the race, Langston and I were trying to debate if that first lap or two in the second moto, which, by the way, he bent his shifter and was screwing around with his shifter and wasn't sure what was wrong with his bike, while he blew past nine guys in one lap. Um, that, that was also something he was dealing with. In the press conference, all Kenny was saying is how much of a struggle that moto was for him because his shifter was bent. If you can believe that. So Langston and I were trying to determine, like, I know that Carmichael won the most races of anyone, but I think when people think blow you away riding performances, you think of, like, Stu in the 125 days. And I was like, is that that level? Was that first lap, Stu in the 125 days? And he's like, I think it might have been better. And Langston's like, trust me, I remember him going by me like that in the 125 days and being so pissed off that he could go that much faster. But that has to be all time, uh-huh. passing literally nine guys in one lap.
3: It's very Bud's creakish.
1: Yeah, um, uh, just by coincidence, to Southwick. Uh, the Martin brothers were watching videos of Stu in '04 from Southwick, and they said uh, they watched some moto where Stu's best lap was five seconds faster than anyone else, and he was passing two or three guys at a time uh, on the first lap or so. And it was very reminiscent of that. Like it was, I mean, again, he passed nine guys in one lap to take a lead, not twentieth to eleventh,
3: yeah, but ninth well, to first. I mean, I, I think. History forget Carmichael did some of that stuff. Absolutely, you know, um, he got good starts for the most part, but there were some times where it was over early.
1: I'm sure yeah. there was. Yeah. I mean, he can win 101 darn races without having some of those. But when I just think of the, this dude shouldn't even be in this class. It doesn't even appear like he's the same uh, species. Yeah. Uh, how could these two people be in the same event? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's kind of like that.
3: Yeah. Well. <laughs>
1: Stu was on a 125 against 250S when he did it, so maybe I'll give him a, a nod there. But this this is crazy, man. Like JT said, it's got to be a little demoralizing, I would think.
3: How about Ben LeMay after the race? He's like, I straight up passed Stu in the second moto. Uh, it was awesome. It was so good. So good. And then I crashed. I, I'll always remember that he told me. I'm like, that's what's like. like It's like Ben, like, he's uh, not really Stu, the, the Stu that we know. But, okay, I mean, take it. Yeah, you know, take it. It's just funny, like, that kind of stuff is still out there, right? Like. These guys are like, the Ben LeMay was so stoked to have passed two. So, um, so yeah, Muskan. Muskan was good, and I don't know why. Um, you
2: should stick with your outside lines thing. That's working for you. What
3: would you it was, it was, uh, it's not a great, I don't remember Marv being great at Millville. Uh, he's a good rider, anyways, but man, he was so much better than everybody else, not named Roxon or Tomac. He was, you know, um, really good ride by Marvin. Wow, I was impressed.
2: Um, yeah, I think I think it's a combination of what I was trying to say with the momentum thing. The, those guys are just incredibly good at that. And then also, it's something I was talking about last week, too, is this dirt is very, very similar to Florida's dirt. Uh, the elevation's not, I get that, but the dirt consistency and just the feeling that you have when you're riding is very similar to Florida. Uh, like, you just have lots of traction, it's not um it's not rocky there's no you know slick spots like um just a lot of the other tracks even if they have good traction there's still like slippery spots like you know southwick even has has slippery spots on the inside you never really have to worry about that at Millville. It's pretty positive all the way around it. Uh, and I just think there's a there's a feeling, you know, look at Kenny and look at Marvin, both of the, the dirt they ride on is right in the center of Florida. Um, there's and Adam Cincerillo too. Um, he rides in, you know, that same dirt. And I think they all had that sense of comfort, comfort that I felt, Chad felt, all the guys that ride in Florida kind of felt. Stu? Stu, as well, yeah. I mean, Stu is obviously, you know, he's a shell of, of himself right now, but uh, I bet he would make that same point that it's, it's similar. Like the dirt, the way the traction feels, how much you can trust it, like pushing the front end in there, uh, all the things, you know, basically all the feelings you get riding a dirt bike of how you, you're trying to push the envelope, I think are similar to, to what they ride on every day.
3: So we, we talked about the third place guy in the class. Um, Marvin put on a bunch of points on Barsha. He's got 28 uh point lead on Barsha in fourth and um and another uh thirteen another like 40, 40, 44 on on porcell um and then we're coming into Washugo where marv's great, so it looks like Marv can hold on to this third place.
1: Marv said that they made some uh bike changes recently that really helped and then he was asked in the press conference, can you elaborate on those changes uh no, I do not think I can no, so, okay well. Yeah, uh, So he said he was actually really happy because, um, yeah, he knows, like, say, Washougal and Unadilla, as we always point out, are really good tracks for him. So he was happy to have a really good ride not on one of those tracks, um, which makes him think, okay, I'm really getting good overall. It's not like I just have a track that happens to work for me. Uh, yeah, and, you know, we thought after last week that maybe Barsher was going to gain some ground on him, but uh, he definitely turned it back. Uh, by the way, Roxon said uh, this is going to go back to the same discussion from last week but he said he basically had a completely new fork as far as the settings this week after last weekend and even threw in if i would had this fork last weekend maybe things would have been better for me he did not say different meaning he did not say i would have won but uh so here we are back to the same thing marvin credits spike changes that he could not tell us about but he said it made a huge difference and roxon saying they changed the fork same fork new settings huge change so you guys can take that information and do whatever you want
2: with it well look how close he was in the second moto at southwick it wouldn't have taken much to you know he was right on tomac the last lap so the margin of difference that he would have needed was very very small so whether or not it could have been a mental thing i mean and that makes the difference and maybe he makes a move you know at the end of the race so I i don't think it would have taken much the first moto forget about it whether it was mental or the bike or his technique or whatever you want to blame it on he was nowhere close in the first moto
3: Purcell was yeah, I yeah, no, I agree. Porcel was good with a five four. Barsha went four five and uh they were kinda quiet, um quiet races for both of those guys. Kinda
2: uh I was a little disappointed in Barsha's first moto with that start. I don't know. Maybe maybe just me, but yeah. I, I just feel like if he wants to be that third place guy, which he's paid to be and I know he expects to be. Here we go. Here we go. What? What did huh? I do? Oh just bagging on, mean, here we go. Just bagging on Barsha. No, I'm not. I I uh-huh. I honestly think he's I think he's the third most talented guy and and on paper he should be third if you look at his accomplishments what he's done the races he's won i mean he could make the argument he should be third place you know just along with marvin i guess too but i think you know justin's accomplishments on the 450 on paper far surpass marvin's to this point so uh, i just look for him to be there and when he's not i you know kind of scratch my head as to why yeah, I which if, he's been better lately, but yeah. I, I well, want more. He's been better, but then we've had injuries, so it's one of those things where you are like, okay, where is he at? Yeah, like, I, yeah, I don't put him ahead of Dungey. I don't put him ahead of Anderson. You know no. what I mean? So yeah. uh, um, it would be tough. I agree.
3: Yeah, I, I wasn't surprised by his first moto. Well, I guess I was surprised Marvin got him. You know, but Marv was just you know, yeah, Marv was on fire. Um Kennard came back. I talked to him after the race. He uh, he was happy. He was good. He was okay with a 6-6. It was a quiet 6-6. Uh, he said he was su- really surprised he didn't go down with Kenny when Roxxon launched into him off the start. He um, said he didn't know how he saved that, but, um, yeah, thought he was all right. So he'll get better. I think he'll get right into that mix of being third soon. Yeah, he's going to be in that fight. I agree. Um, first race back, though, yeah. I just With, with, with Trey, though, sometimes – and we have saw it. He's shown a great ability to come back from many injuries at top speed. So you – you know, the 6'6 six, six is great for sure, but you're almost like, okay, well, we expect Trey to be maybe better because he's been better in the past when he's come back. He's, he's, been, he's been amazing that way. He needs no adjustment, you know?
1: Yeah, he's one of the best at the, getting right back on it. And it wasn't like he had a devastating uh, injury. He was racing at the beginning of the season. You know, it wasn't like it's his first outdoor of the year, like say it was for Wilson. But – um, and in practice, he was first or second for for a little while. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is a typical Trey. Um, yeah, I think circumstances different, better starts, whatever. He was fairly closely matched. I think yeah. with the third, fourth, fifth, sixth guys. So he'll be right in it
3: once again. The BTOKTM guys seven, eight, nine. They can't. They always seem to find each other. Shorty had a good day. Good job for Shorty. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, And Bloss is solid again. Brayton, uh, Brayton was uh, the the worst of the three guys, but still nine nine for ninth on a track that Brayton likes. Uh, That's not so bad. Good job for those guys. That's the second week in a row, JT, or third week in a row. Three guys have been in the top ten. I think second. Okay, second. Yeah, yeah.
2: So that's strong. I mean, having you know, Forrest is obviously his whole thing is he wants to win races. He just that's what his dream is, obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think if you took that going into the weekend and said, Hey man, this is what we have to offer. We right. can offer you three guys in the top ten. He he takes it every time. Yeah. Yeah for sure. Um, yeah Shorty ran up there in the
3: second motor for a little bit. So it's good to see he's yeah. getting he's getting better. He's getting better. Yeah
2: and that's yeah. you've got to want that. I mean I don't care who you're rooting for, if you don't want to see Andrew Short you do fairly well his last few races here then you, I don't I don't know what to tell you. You're probably not a very good person. <laughs> he's got <laughs> he's got a shot of top ten of the points. So, yeah, that'd be good? I mean, just just have decent races and steady improvement to where he can walk out of this thing and be satisfied. That's all I want for him. That from a guy that walked away myself, that's that's all that you could hope for from the guy is just he leaves on a good note and, and had some good races at the end.
3: Yeah, but I, I don't want to bag on you, JT, but you didn't have that in your last season.
2: No, why do you think I would want it for him? Oh, okay, all
3: right. okay. I didn't know if you were equating that same thing. No. Okay, all right, because somehow your speed went away that last outdoor series. No,
2: yeah, I was, I was over it. So, so I know how it would <laughs> – right. I, I regret that last year, my effort level, how I rode. I regret all that, so I don't want him to have that. Right. Um,
3: Dean Wilson came back. What do you think, Weej? I was talking to uh, his agent, uh, Super Agent Tony Gardia, before the day, and I said if he gets two motos in the top ten, he should be super pumped. And uh, almost, 11-11, but still, I think that's a good day. Yeah,
1: I think so completely. Um, Just like we're saying with Stu, like that's all you can shoot for and hope for, especially Dean's had even technically more time off than even Stu. I think 11-11 was great. Yeah. I did hear from someone else that uh, they're like, oh, good thing Dean's dad wasn't here because he probably wouldn't all over him for that. And I was like, come on, man. Even his first race back? But uh, these guys are competitive. The parents are competitive. The riders are. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. maybe 11-11 doesn't seem great to them. I think it was uh, just what the doctor ordered. He's got a couple more races to get it done.
3: Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah.
1: Um. I think there's just pressure because these dudes are uh, – not uh, Trey's case, we don't think, but I guess in Dean's case, he's part of this massive free agent crop, so he's kind of stuck in a working his way back from injury, but probably feels the pressure to show something, which is a tough spot to be in.
3: Yeah, Pike, Tickle, Dean, Braden, Mookie. I guess Mookie's in the mix. They're all they're all going for the same, you know, same three I spots. Baggett
1: was, I guess, Baggett's out of the mix, but all that really does is just take one option away, so that mm-hmm. doesn't help.
3: Right, yeah. right. Um. Phil crashed three times in the first moto, so he's not happy. He got 14. Second moto, seventh. Finally got a decent result. The first time in, like, six motos, Phil's actually scored where he, you know, should be or can be or whatever. So, And a seventh place for Nicoletti, JT. I mean, that's it's
2: pretty good when you look at the quality of guys around him. Yeah, he's his ability level and all his – I mean, his starts, his ability level, his speed, all the, those things are all there. He's just got eliminated mistakes, and he could be – he'll be, you know, a top – seven or eight guy week in and week out. I mean, everything else is there. He's just got to stay off the ground. Uh, Wetland had a good ride in his home track,
3: so good job for Jesse finally. 12-14. Chisholm. It's been a rough go, I think, this summer. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't been the same guy. I don't know if it's supercross injury still or it's been a long time for him to get going. Maybe this will be the, the momentum he needs. I know it's a home track, but sometimes that's all it takes is one good one. Yeah, yeah, No know. Fragile little flowers, bro. Um, Freddie Nord is good. Uh, Freddie's not going to go on factory Honda, so... That was what we all kind of thought was going to happen, and and I did, and I was kind of waiting and waiting and waiting for the shoe to drop. But I guess they think Cole could come back. Cole might come back. Uh, the last two, the last three. I don't really. Why didn't want... they give? Why didn't they just give him the
2: bike the last few weeks? I don't get it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Budget reasons. Maybe I Trey mean, was coming just, back. Like, yeah, I don't know. So it's a bummer. Yeah. I think I think Freddie could benefit quite a bit. I think he would be a threat to be that. Seven through eleven, every single moto, which he he is already, but mm-hmm. I think his, his chances go way way up. Yeah, and w- I mean that's for a guy like him, just like JG, just like all these guys, having a guy in the top ten. What more are you asking for from a guy that costs you nothing? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, Bowers yeah. can't do that right now,
2: right? Know? That's what if yeah. Freddie can. We've yeah. seen it. So I, I don't know. It's not my call to make, and I'm yeah. sure there are reasons, but. Bauer,
3: I talked to Bowers after the race. He said he was felt really like he was progressing and getting better every week, but this week was a step back and. Probably gotta agree with him on that. uh eighteen seventeen on the day. But outdoors are hard. <laughs> this is breaking news. Hot take. Outdoors are hard. Oh yeah, he's in his what third national in five years. Yeah. 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 Not easy. Right. Six years. Uh hey, the tickle uh pike thing was scary. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that pike could have been just, really bad. Yeah. Just nailed in the head. He was watching the second moto up in the manager's tower with his with his hand bandaged up, but uh geez, that could have been ugly. Um
1: I think it might have been worse. I couldn't believe, yeah, when I just saw him hanging out, and he said, hands not even broken, uh, so he was pretty happy. But he seemed so in a good mood that I'm suspicious. I, I would give him a concussion test. Uh, right, right. Because it was right. Pike, and he seemed like he was in a good mood. So I think right there, I take that as a sign that uh, he must be. didn't look like he wanted to fight anybody or anything.
3: Yeah, something's so, wrong, uh, right.
1: Something's wrong. We better go check him out.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so Tickle was out for the day, and then Pike was out for the day. So a couple of heavy hitters there, taking some hits in the the points. Um, What else? Uh, Is that it? Where do you think these guys land, JT? Who gets the two spots at RCH and the JGR spot?
2: Uh, I think it's tough because I don't even know that RCH knows what their plans are. Uh, I think Tickle stays. I do. Um, i don 't see what their motivation would be to go away from tickle uh, I think he fits well with him he 's capable of good results he is not expensive uh, they know what they 're going to get from him which is is really important It can be both good and bad, but i think it's uh in this case it 's good so I think he goes there um, i think pike stays i do i th- you know i think he 's Obviously, all these guys are, are trying to get their value up as much as they can, but I see Pike staying there. Um, And then uh, I, I think there are some question marks. I, I don't know about the rest. I think I mean, Pike I could think, see Brayton going back to JGR, too. You know? I think, uh, oh, I think a
3: third time. A third yeah. time.
2: Yeah, why not? Sometimes it's a charm.
3: <laughs> well, J-Bones floated uh, Brayton for Supercross, Phil for Outdoors. And that's yeah, not that not? bad.
2: It's not crazy. Why not? Right. Yeah. Especially with, you know, the budgets that these guys are, they know they, they you know, sometimes you have the leverage and sometimes you don't. Yeah. And, you know, with, with Barsha, they obviously felt like they didn't have the leverage and they, they spent a lot of money. Right. Right. But I think with this second spot, they have the leverage. There's, a, there's not enough spots and too many guys. So that means yeah. that prices are going to come way down. I think,
3: I, think, uh, I think the JGR guys don't do the Brayton thing, though. We do you agree with me? I don't think that happens. Just I think they're, they no, they
1: make sense. It makes sense on paper but right. uh I think I think they've already had one too many go around, <laughs> him and he and them.
3: Yeah, two two times yeah. is enough. It's like Larry Ward at Suzuki, yeah. two times is enough. Um What is yeah. uh what does Yosh do? I don't know. Yeah. I don't think they know, right? They, yeah. They might go with all two fifties. They might stay four fifties. I don't know what they do with Stu. I think Stu's out, I do, even if they come back as a four fifty team. So I don't know. They really like Michelle, yeah. Maybe they get him cheap, you know? Put him on the bike because they know him, right? Um, I don't know. Weege, what about Baggett? And, and, and please tell everybody how I was super correct and super smart.
1: Oh, yes. You do want some credit on this. So Baggett is, uh, he hurt the collarbone again in a big crash at Southwick. But before that, he'd hurt the opposite shoulder. Uh, Trying, remember, he rode Glen Helen after hurting the collarbone, mm-hmm. and uh, he thinks he messed up the other shoulder uh, by trying to compensate, so I begrudgingly had to tell you at dinner on Friday, you were very adamant that Baggins should not have tried riding I right was at the collarbone
3: surgery. I was, and you guys were like, why not? Why not? If he can do it, he can do it. And I'm like, well, what's sort of proof? Why do it? Why one week after surgery? And look, he was compensating for his weakened shoulder slash collarbone, and himself, so. Thank you. No, I understand. Yeah, I understand. All right. Yes. Just want some credit on that? That's all.
1: He's a hero. Okay. He was a real American hero. He came out fresh off surgery. Came from last got fifteenth or something. I. Applause. Kudos. Fireworks for
3: yes. that. Yes. Everyone will remember that ride. Who can forget? No one will. No one will ever forget that uh, ride. Yeah.
1: People are shaking their heads saying, "Man, fifteenth, yeah.
3: he did it. <laughs> he did yeah. it. Great job." Um, so it should be interesting to see where these guys land. Yeah. There's just not. I assumed the Mookie was going to do Geico Honda, but I guess not. So I don't know. So Mookie's Mookie's in the mix. Mookie, Mookie that could be a sitcom. Mookie in the mix. Mookie in the mix. Yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. Um, be like on the CW. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, all times. right. MotorcycleSuperstore.com, dot com. Racer X podcast. Use the code PB dash pulp sixteen to uh, save yourself money. Uh, with those guys, uh, please from talking about going riding, bench racing to, from their latest company ride to the latest parts and gear, this is what drives them to be the place for you to check out all things motorcycles within the top brands of gear, accessories, tires, parts, and apparel. PB dash pulp16 saves you money. Fox Racing, of course. Uh, listen to this commercial from uh, Race Tech Suspension if you need some uh, discount on Race Tech Suspension. mx 16 is the code to uh, save yourself there, and also Michelin Starcross Five, brand new tire for the folks at Michelin. Michelin StarCross 5, we uh, we got a little commercial for that. Please check it out next time you're looking for a tire. Uh, fantastic reviews for uh, for those guys. All right, we'll be right back to talk uh, some 250s and the word of the day. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the MotorcycleSuperstore.com RacerX podcast. Thanks for listening, man. These things are going great, and I'm stoked with the responses from everybody, and uh, you guys have been doing a great job with the downloads. Don't forget the Fly Racing Moto60 show on Thursdays, the Pulp Mech show on Mondays, the NFAB racer x fantasy show sometime in the middle of the week and a motorcycle superstore they're a passionate team who speak moto if i'm talking about going riding bench racing from the latest company ride to the latest parts and gear this is what drives them to be a place for you to check out all things motorcycles with the top brands and gear accessories tires parts and apparel you want to save there they got everything you need to get out and ride go to the website to check out their inventory of brands uh, over 700 of them do you speak moto if you do Go to MotorcycleSuperstore.com, use the code PB-Pulp16, to 10% off participating brands. PB-Pulp16 saves you money. All right, let's get to these commercials from Racetech and Michelin and MotorcycleSuperstore.com. Thanks for listening. See you after the break. Or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to, uh, help you, uh, take first place in that Chicken Licks Raceway. Something, something, uh, on your bike needs attention for Race Tech. I guarantee you. Freeze, Gilmore, some of the guys just using, uh, Race Tech Privateer Proven. They work with, uh, Ben LeMay also. They're back with Ben LeMay. And, uh, they offer a full line of Race Tech high performance springs. These springs are called high performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10%? At uh, Racetech, go to pulpamex 2015 when you order. You can save 10% at racetech.com. And they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast, and we thank you guys. All right, back to the show. <music> Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com, Michelin StarCross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what?
0: No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself. So how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners. And what's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, on the MH3, it gives more so when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. And it's more comfort so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the, the CCT.
3: So you telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires.
0: Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit but also too when you come into corners you don't want it to roll on you so they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites but yet straight line you have comfort.
3: Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything, Well, right. oh, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelin's uh, pretty easy,
0: actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage. And normally, you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit, but this... Uh, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage, so uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four
3: versions of this tire—they cover all the uses. Key for reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling—they do it all. Starcross Five, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out the local dealer, people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. And we're back. Motorcycle Superstore. Uh, RacerX Podcast, presented by Fox Racing. This is the Millville Wrap-Up. I'm Steve Mathis, Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas on the line. Uh, 250s, uh, let's talk 250s. JT, if you're Cooper Webb, you're stoked. You went into the belly of the beast, into the lion's den, where the Martin brothers live and ride all the time, and you came away
2: losing zero points. Great job by Cooper. Are you, though? I don't think he's stoked. What? I don't. No, I don't. I think he's pissed that he didn't win the overall. Okay. Yeah.
3: All right. Well, great job by him, though.
2: That's yeah. Cooper Webb. That's his personality. I think he is. He's relieved that he didn't he didn't let them back in this thing. You know, in any way, but I guarantee you, he wanted to win the overall and stand up there at their home race and have everyone know that he just went he won again in their home. You know, at their home track. Okay. Weech. Weech. Uh,
1: yeah, I agree with JT. Um, yes. On paper, no problem. He's not going to be pissed about not losing any points. But he wanted to win. I'm sure he did. am sure he would have taken extra motivation in uh, doing that. And I'm sure in the first moto, he's been really good this year. You haven't seen any of the, the real heat on the podium like he's known to do. And maybe it'll happen if he needs to if things tighten up. But uh, I've got to imagine the fact that he passed both of them in the first moto. He had to have, have a smile over that. That's just the way he operates. So I agree with JT. He's, he's also, not going to be bummed. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I he's mean, also very that's his personality. Uh, that's what drives him. Stuff like that, like the chance to go into that track and beat those two at their home track, that's the stuff that sure. drives him. That's just his personality type. Yeah, no, it's what drives yeah. me to do podcasts.
3: To be great, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you want
1: to talk about your competition? Is that your? Is that,
3: Yeah, yeah. I want to crush them. That just want to crush them. Okay. Um, one yeah. thing about Cooper Webb, he's very prompt for press conferences now. He's right there. I don't know if he has a flight out, <laughs> but he, I think Cooper says, "I'm going to book a flight out." But if I show up right away, they got to put me on stage. And then as soon as they put him on stage, he's out. So, but so there's a everyone has found a happy medium. Um he's there. It's very early, but the 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 media people that run the Lucas Oil, uh they're happy to have him there. So, I like it. It's a game within a game. Yeah. Um yeah. Amart is I mean, honestly, I we all love Amart. He led 13 laps at his home track in front of his friends and family. Um but Webb was all over him. There was no guarantee that Alex could have held on to that. Of course, he solved that problem for us by tipping over. Uh, but I mean, Cooper very well could have passed him. It was the battle was on. There was what three laps left, so you know Cooper could have absolutely just passed both brothers to win. And I mean, he did anyways. But you know what I mean. Alex fell, so I guess. What I think, I'm think about, Cooper's going to get him. That, that's what well, that's kind of where I was going I with that. Like yeah. I didn't want to yeah. come right out and say it, but yeah. I, I think he might have got him. Poor poor Amart. What's a guy got to do? Second moto, he's in the lead, he hits neutral and tips over.
2: <laughs> so. Yeah, that was that was the bummer one to me. Like, man, he ha and and I just felt like with where Cooper was way back and I feel like he's had the edge on Jmart all year. Uh, he's been better than Jmart all summer and he, he was better than him in the first moto. I think Amart's second moto was that was a win. He w- he was going to win that one pretty easily, I feel. You think? Yeah. Yep, I do. I, I just think he he's a little bit better than J-Mart right now, and J-Mart was second. I think he would have right. he would have had it. Yeah, Cooper was just, buried. In, not a not in, a good start. So yeah, they, yeah. They had I that just advantage. think if you look at who he had to beat, which was his brother, which is is still crazy to say, like he has his brother covered, but I think he does, and I think he would have won that because I don't think he feels any pressure from his brother right now. I, I just feel like if if his brother's behind him, he's fine with that because he knows he's he's had a little edge, and and Jeremy's dealing with you know whatever he's dealing with. Uh, so I think he would have felt more comfortable with that situation, and and he would have had it just fine. What do you think, Weege?
1: The second moto, uh, Jamar talked a lot about. Uh, here we go. <laughs> a lot of
3: changes to the fort. A lot of changes. Well, exactly. he he recently went yeah. from. Uh, he's back on air, right?
1: Uh, no, actually going to spring. It sounded very similar. Wait, to yes, what, I'm uh, sorry. The, yes, he
3: went. Yes, I can't. Yeah. I can't keep track.
1: No, I know. It, it sounded very similar to what the JGR guys were telling me about Barsha, which was, for some reason, Barsha and also Jmart Martin, in his case, they were getting arm pumped with air forks, so they switched to spring forks. But, you know, you're kind of starting from scratch. and it's not like the, I'm, I'm sure we've heard enough complaint about air forks now that people are probably thinking, bolt those spring forks on and you're going to be gold. But they are starting from scratch then, and then there's some work to get those to work the way they want. So he says second moto is the first moto this year where he finally – Felt he could ride the bike the way he wanted. wasn't getting arm pump things like that. So we'll never know now if the improved settings and setup in Moto Two would have been enough for Amart or for Jmart to for J-Mart, overcome yeah. Amart. We'll yeah. never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the first time we've seen Cooper go faster. You know, even that first Moto at Southwick, he was running Jeremy down. There was no real um, threat at all. Like, I George Jeremy had the lady He was just doing what he needed to do. So I did think it was a much better performance. Would it have be been good enough to beat Alex? I don't know. But he did seem better.
3: 38 points lead for Coop. Four four rounds left. I like his odds. I like his chances.
0: Hey, has
1: Cooper Webb fallen down in any moto this year? I don't know. The very last turn of the first moto he tried to pass, uh, j to hang down. It was no big deal. He didn't lose any spots. But he's been amazingly consistent, especially when, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about Savache here in a moment, and Jeremy Martin's had a few uh, mistakes at the wrong time, in second motos, and Alex has had his truck, like, he's been ridiculously consistent, I don't know if he's really crashed at all.
3: Yeah, no, he's been, you're right, it's been great, it's been, yeah. this whole thing, I mean, all three of us were like, he's not going to rate the outdoors. He's not going to race the outdoors. No. His wrist injury is too serious. It's why bother? He's got a 450 ride. Blah 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 blah. And the whole time, uh, you know, Webb and his buddies were saying he's going to manage this thing. It's going to take. They're going to take some hits in the beginning. They're going to get better, and you know, they're going to get better and and come on in the second half. And goddamn, that's exactly what's happened. So uh, great, great yeah. job by those guys. Um, I said it a couple weeks ago. I, I don't think Webb loses this thing. It's over. Um I guess we'll see. But uh, he's such an elite talent, you know? I don't know. Like, Jeremy told me after the second moto, like, oh, yeah, my fork setting was so good. I really wish Cooper would have been up there so we could have battled. I'm like, what? You don't want anything to do with that. You don't want anything to do with that 17. I don't think he's scared of him, though. I no, think he I don't wants think he's to race him. I don't think he's scared of him. But, hey, take the bad start by Webb and take the moto win. <laughs>
2: you know? Yeah, like, he's already 38 points down. I think he realizes he's in pretty bad shape. So yeah. I think he just wants to man up and, like, go for it. Like, I think he – if he's feeling good and whatever his – the status of his health is, I don't – I think he wants that. You know, I think he wants to race Cooper. Like, he's competitive. And and maybe he loses, but I don't think he has anything to fear at this point. He just, let's get it on. Right. Um, Whether that's smart or not, I understand your
3: point. Yeah. Good good ride by all three guys, though. Great job by all three guys. And Osborne got third in the second moto. Amar was all over him, but nice rebound for – for wacko from his first moto dnf so um savachi he went four or five i talked to him after the race he told me he's dealing with some stuff he's working on some stuff he's got some stuff going on things are happening you know that are behind the scenes but i don't know for sure he never really came out and say it but in talking to him about you know the length of the season and and he said again he's like yeah i don't know how the 450 guys do it you know meaning 29 races for those dudes um I would guess he's just getting worn down. I said, yeah, it's not like it's hot where you're practicing or anything. And he's like, yeah, it's real cool, Um, you know, in Florida. So I just think he's dealing with being tired. And and I think he was looking forward. He's looking forward to those two weeks off. Um, And he said if he doesn't make it happen next weekend, it's probably not going to happen. And I think he was referring to the title. So I would – How do you –
2: sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Where uh, do you come down on this mechanics pit board deal? What? What mechanics are uh, the board deal? The, the pit board. Did you see it on TV or no? No. No, I didn't watch it's, it. When he, when he crashed, his mechanic wrote on the pit board, really, dude, like in all caps, on the pit board. Oh.
3: Wow. I guess it depends on how good a buddy. You better be good buddies with him. You better be real tight yeah, with him. I, I would not handle that well. No. Well, unless it was, you know. Of course, Millville is the
2: infamous spot where JT got the board too slow pull off. Right, but what I, I guess, and I'm sure there's, you know, they have their own relationships. Yeah. Who knows. Yeah. But man, like, what does that accomplish? Like, obviously, he just no. is furious with himself, disappointed. I just don't, I don't see where that helps anything. But that's, that's you, like I said, not my call to make. No, so
3: you better be real good, bros, if you're going to okay. put that because. Right. Otherwise, yeah. As a rider, you're like, really, guy. Like, you think I yeah. wanted to do that? You think you think right. that's just, this is what our plan was? So yeah, I
2: just lost a lot more than you did. So.
3: Right, right. Yeah. Um. How about we just r- concentrate on righty tighty, lefty loosey? How about we just focus on that? <laughs> um. Well, and then Eric Gas, uh, uh, uh Webb's mechanic. You know, he put uh, puss on the board last yeah. week, and he was um saying on the pulp show that he meant to put the Y on the end. And but the cameras are on him, so he, re- he erased the Y. So to be a little bit politically correct. Um in more the ways than one. Yeah. So I don't know, mechanics have gone wild, bro. They've they've gone wild with their pit, <laughs> pit board messages, you know? Yeah. So um yeah I don't
1: what was the, what was the message that Eric Gas was trying to send there? Was that Calling out Cooper to fire him up. Yes, is that what that was? yes,
3: he said trying to fire him up, call him names. He said they they did not speak between motos, or it was very little between motos. Um, they were both upset at each other, I guess. So, wow. I don't really like as a mechanic. Like, I, I, I don't know. I I never got too wrapped up, too intense about this kind of stuff. Like,
2: my guy's going to do what my guy's going to do. Like, I. I just I, the only problem I have with it is taking shots at your rider mid moto is not. <laughs> That awesome, conducive I mean. to, yes. No, well, like I, I am more inclined to run you over, while you have the pit board out. Like I just aim at you. Right. Your father, yeah. your your father put too slow pull off, and
3: you pulled off. Yeah, but that's my dad, though. It's like no, you're always gonna but fight no, with your dad but, No, but, no, but I'm saying if anybody who yeah. could, could tell you that, it would be your dad. Yeah. Never right. mind, just a guy. You know, and you still pulled off. You still reacted negatively.
2: Yeah, I, I just don't get like the really dude to me is like that's pure like, pouting and frustration from the mechanic. Like, I get it. You're pissed. So is he. So is Joey. Everyone involved is pissed. But why don't you write something like, you know, like, make up for it or something encouraging. Like, obviously, he's still trying. You know, it's not giving up. Like, it's just stuff happens, man. It's racing. What do you want?
3: Yeah, one time in front of uh, uh, Kelly Smith, uh, Ryan Clark, Joliet, Illinois, uh, Kelly Smith could not get by Ryan Clark. And I put out a board in front of Clark that said, Park Clark. And uh, Ryan pulled away from Kelly, and then after the race, told me that it pissed him off so much it, it got him motivated to to pull away. So nice yeah. job, nice job by me. That happens. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I mean,
2: I don't know. I, I think there is a fine line between writing things that are going to motivate your guy, and then just like I just don't see the the upside of that. And, and like I said, they have their own relationship, so maybe there yeah. was a, there's more meaning to it yep. than than I'm reading from the outside. I'm fully aware that that's a possibility. It just didn't seem that awesome to me in the moment. Right. Um, we each uh, – Adam
3: Cincirillo led three laps in the second moto. He finished eighth. First moto, he got seventh. He was in a titanic battle with, uh, I think, Tonus in the second and first moto. Um, where do you stand on AC season? Well, again, like, I got a tweet tweet that says I, me personally – uh, I think they're talking more Pulp Show than this podcast, but I got a tweet that said, I am covering up for AC and I need to call a spade a spade. So, um,
1: uh, A few weeks ago we talked about this. Uh, I thought after Colorado or so, and leaving, leaving a little bit of high point, I thought, okay, I think it's going to be okay. He's still working his way back. But I was actually looking at the points this morning for a variety of reasons. This is one big difference. You remember last year he made it like halfway through the year, but he was starting to knock on the door for moto wins. His final moto he was in last year at Bud's Creek, he got second uh, behind Muscan. I think he was even leading and uh, tipped over. Like it looked like he's on the verge of being able to win one of these motos. You know, I'm sure he was riding with Muscan a lot at the time with Baker, and he probably was comfortable running with him. And Muscan was as good as anybody last year. Now I'm realizing that. We're not seeing much improvement here week to week. You know, when he gets to yeah. the he can lead for a few laps. Uh, I thought, okay, well, his best moto finish this finishes here is six, so let's see if he can at least improve on that. And then he actually ended up, despite leading for a while, going further back. So that's the part that's – now I'm a little alarmed where I'm like, well, wait a minute. We're not seeing improvement, and this yeah. is actually worse than where he was a year ago, which nobody wants to do that. Uh, so I think it is a little worrying, yeah.
3: Um, I agree. Uh, there's not much improvement going on, and I don't think it's a speed issue. He's led laps. He's gotten qualifying, the pole. He's gotten a whole shot. It seems to be fitness, and you'd think that would get better as it went on, as he as he got stronger himself, uh, coming back from injury. Uh, his last one was the wrist, so so the wrist gets better as it goes. But uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like there's much improvement. And he's I think we all thought he'd get better and I agree. So we're we'll just covering like up for
1: the last year. I right. feel like if he had ridden the whole series last year hadn't gotten hurt again, he probably would have won a moto or so. He was knocking on the door of that. Getting podiums, getting seconds. Uh he's not really in contention for podiums in the motos right now.
2: JT Yeah, I would have expected more. I mean, it's to I'm um, yeah, I mean to to be in the running to win right now I feel like it's pretty tough um but yeah I mean it's it's a tough situation to be in when you have all these expectations you're not delivering It's a lot of pressure he's told me a couple times he
3: just really wants to make it through a series so maybe that's in the back of his head you know just like I want to make it 24 motos (laughs) so um yeah, I can't blame yeah, true. him. True, he didn't
1: that. last year, so maybe you know. this, maybe that's the difference between getting podiums and the photos. And this year, he didn't make it last but year.
3: He's far off a of podium right now. Like no, totally Martin, Martin, Webb, Savachi. better, flat out better. And then you want to throw in Osborne uh, here or there, and you know Plessinger if he gets yep. better. So, um, Tonus, Tonus is uh, eighth in the points. Everybody, you guys have noticed this coming around. Uh, Mitchell Harrison too I'm surprised at this Mitchell Harrison kid I've heard a few people Say like Oh yeah Stars keeping him And they are letting Neymar go That's a terrible decision And maybe It will turn out To be that way But uh, there's something Here with Harrison JT I mean Yeah he's
2: riding well Yeah. Uh, Before we move away from Who's under uh, more pressure To perform right now AC or Tonus Tonus Because he has no deal Yeah I just feel like The pressure is always on AC Regardless of deal Right It's just always on him Right so, I, I don't know. It's just an interesting question. I guess you're right. I mean, I, your job your job security is always the most pressing, but yeah, Tony. like the spotlight is on always on AC. If Tonus doesn't work out, he's got to go back to Europe. That's terrible.
3: I wouldn't wish that on anybody, <laughs> going back to Europe, you know? Well, so, if
2: you're from there, it's a bit
3: different. Yeah, I, I don't care. You'd want to stay in America or Canada. <laughs> so um, You know me. I was born with red, white, and blue like, pajamas <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I saw that in your tweet yesterday, asshole. Um <laughs> What else? Uh, our, uh, Luke Reslin is good again. Weege? Jersey boy? Yeah. Yeah. That's two top. Might be three. Might be. Hold on. Hold on a sec. I think
1: Red Buddy was close. And then last year, wait, 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 I don't know if he's top ten at Red Buddy. Was he close? Or is he in there?
3: Hold on. I'm looking. I think this is, uh, let's see, Luke Reslin. Uh, Here's one
1: of my most frustrating things that I, I don't know how I could even go about solving it. No, Red Buddy went 14-14. Uh,
3: so, he was out.
1: Yeah. So, so, getting closer. But uh, you cannot – you can go to the uh, AmericanMotocrossResults.com. It's got tons of results and information, you know, lap charts and lap times and uh, points and all this stuff. But there's one thing that no one has ever been able to figure out in the history of the motocross two moto format, which is the thing that's been around since the dawn of the sport. You can look at the points and see if they finish in every moto. But you cannot see the overall finishes from all the races in any one document. It is impossible.
3: Yeah, it, yeah.
1: It's so frustrating. Like, if I want to see how Rensland is done this year, I have to go and look at each of the eight rounds individually. I can see who did in every moto.
3: Right. But overalls. Just, I, right. Uh,
1: overalls. Overalls well, are really what matter. But uh, that's I'll, a great indicator of how a dude's doing. But there you go. You had to go and look at Red Butt itself. You could not look at the points. It just tells you about moto by moto. It doesn't help.
3: We can't. Uh, we also can't get first lap position off the start. Like, first position off no. the start. No. You know, we just can't. The we can't exit. Yeah.
1: But they, it's just not out there. I don't know why.
3: Well, someone needs to call Doris. Yeah. Uh, Hampshire, Doris, ninth. Uh, good ride by him. Jordan Smith was I called,
2: out. Again. I called Doris today. Oh, you did? Speaking of that, I had to get an AMA card for this uh, 125 race I'm doing this weekend. I called wow. Doris. Actually, I called Doris on the phone today. You, you have to get an AMA thing for it? Yeah, I have to have an AMA, AMA card to race that event oh. because it's a uh, AMA sanctioned. It's 25 yeah, bucks then, right. or whatever?
3: Uh, 49, I think. Oh, jeez, okay. It's gone yeah. up since uh, I was an AMA member. Um, yeah. Doris is expensive. Oh, you're not a lifetime guy at this
2: point. Uh, I had two more years to be lifetime, but I I let my membership slip. I had no reason. I had no use for an AMA membership, but now I do. Uh,
1: you made 23 out of 25 years, and you let it go.
2: Uh, no, they said I'm, I'm grandfathered in, so I'm 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 back.
3: Oh, okay.
1: All okay, right. I'm conf-
2: I'm
3: confused. What? 25 years of yearly membership gets you. Don't you don't a- pay anymore. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. Coming from the AMA, that's very surprising. Non-profit, <laughs> bro. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Albertson. They're protecting our right to ride. Jimmy Albertson was in a battle with A Rod late in the late in the uh, in the first moto, and then he told me that he knew he wouldn't be able to handle. Hold off A Rod because he's seen him without his shirt on. He's got a six pack. He said, "I knew there was no way I could hold him off." <laughs> so Jimmy, Jimmy's uh, was was okay with letting A Rod get by him. I've never heard a rider say that before. He's got a six pack. I knew I couldn't hold him off.
2: That's Jimmy. You should know. You should know that's how Jimmy rolls. Uh,
3: Oldenburg, I thought would be better, uh, basically, basically in my fantasy moto purposes. Uh, he qualified well, and he's from Minnesota, and he went thirteen, fourteen. So thought it'd be a little better. Um, Oh, by the way, speaking of Reslin... Yeah, that
1: was a setback for him. He's had some good motos lately, I think, really quiet, like, you know, 6th, 7th, 8th, fastest guy. So to see him get... He he started third in the first moto. He just went backwards. Yeah.
3: Surprising. Speaking of uh, Luke Reslin, speaking of his team, I guess uh, I talked to Christina, and they're going to keep Tommy Hahn for that 450 ride next year. So that was a spot we had talked about with numerous people about who can go there. And so uh, Mm. just keeping Tommy Hahn. Uh the right. D- Dakota's crashed with Charbonneau th- twice in the first moto they hit each other twice they went down. So welcome back Charbonneau and welcome, welcome to the races again Jimmy D. So both guys kind of struggled on the day. Um what else? I watched the Stank Dog. I seen the Stank Dog phenom phenomena um at the, in the Sand Whoops in the second moto every lap coming through fence leaning over the fence cheering him. So Stank
1: did he get points? He was close at one point. Was yeah, he got a point. Yep, no, he got a point. He made it, All right. Wait. Yeah, made it in.
3: No, he didn't. Sorry. Oh. He, geez, he wasn't. He was 20th, I saw, forever. He went 22 in that first moto.
1: Oh, I saw him creeping in there. Like, yeah. yeah, he went from like 23rd to like 21st, and All I'm right. like, I wonder if he's going to get it. We even had him because he happened to get lapped, and he was in a battle, and I'm like, this is going to be gnarly back there, so he oh, man, didn't make it
3: uh forkner was good in the first moto second moto he crashed he crashed early worked his way up from 20th to like um he said 10th or 11th and uh and then i i thought he got there finished there and i even said then in post race interview i am like i said yeah but you're just outside the top 10 in the second motor he's like uh no uh, he's like with two laps to go he ate crap again and got 17th um and he was had his no shoe on because he hurt his foot hurt something in his foot so but he thinks he'll be fine for Washugo. But yeah, Forkner's good. Six in the points for Forkner.
2: That's solid. That's really yeah, good. Yeah, he's doing well. I yeah. think. I mean, obviously, we know how good he's going to be in Supercross, but he's he's uh, he's performing. I think I he's going to be the real deal.
3: I don't know him that well, but I've interviewed him a couple times. I hope he doesn't change. He seems like a good kid, though. He doesn't seem like some of these bastard kids that come up. We do you agree?
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he does seem like a good guy. I don't. <laughs> no, he, he will talk. He'll talk a long time. There's no doubt. What do you mean, strong um, words? No, I mean I'm not going to. I, I didn't really guys. get to know him super well in the amateur ranks, but from what I've seen this year, he seems but, good.
2: I just want to circle back to you calling everyone bastard kids. <laughs> I just these these guys that come up, man. They're
3: they're just going to get worse for the most part. They 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 you know they have little teams and they're divas and they they you know just it's just going to get worse as as these right. amateurs get more and more treated like rock stars when they're when they're ten, eleven, twelve years old. So. I just want to slowly back
2: away from bastard kids. Okay, that's fine. Personally,
3: yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I'll stand. Okay. I'll stand by it. Um, right. What else? Uh, Henry Miller is. I didn't know Henry Miller was from Rochester, Minnesota. I did. He was. I, did, uh, I knew he was Minnesota. I didn't know he's Rochester. I didn't so, know he was Rochester either. Um, so he got twenty top 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 twenty overall. So and um, all right. Anything else from the day? Weech. How was GL? GL became American citizen.
1: Oh, yeah, it was great. Uh, If I just had some darn service at the track, I could have uh, Instagrammed some of the... We had a big ceremony for him. We even had uh, Nicole, one of the Lucas Oil girls, come and have a ceremonial presentation of an American flag cake, which the TV crew bought for him. Uh, I, of course, did not donate. um, (laughs) That's so
3: so brutal. Um, Brutal.
1: Yeah, I'm probably making more money on that particular Saturday than any of the 50 other people working over there. I probably have the highest paying position.
2: (laughs) But I did not contribute that to Instagram $40. Video, though, That was uh, you contributed that Instagram video. That was plenty.
1: I tried. I mean, the service of the track was so bizarre. I'd like full service, but nothing would actually work. Um, yeah. So Nicole came over, even had her Uncle Sam hat and a uh, red, white, and blue bow tie to spruce up the outfit. Uh, we passed out American flags. I was really worried for GL because apparently this test—it's a real test. Like you had to yeah. read books about American history and answer questions on it. I was like, dude, you're not going to make it. It's not going to happen. You have to be nervous But uh, he pulled it off Good for
3: him I, uh, I'm going through it too I, I've got all the paperwork done And I saw the questions And the stuff you gotta read Yeah there's some Actual really studying going on Like yeah So <laughs> Yeah, did, did yeah you, like, How many
1: books have you been reading In your life? How right, much, how much right. studying have you studying Who you've
3: done? <laughs> yes I myself read books quite a bit So I felt like I was okay But um, um, I, felt like I, I felt like I could handle it Being as how people from You know Tijuana Handle it every day I felt like I was in the in, yeah. it, You know in a position where I could pass this test, but there is some reading. What were you worried about him celebrating on Friday night a little bit? This American citizenship, or
1: yeah, it was uh, he? I, I don't know. I have the most fantastic luck with flights; like I never really have issues. But like every week, he's got some story being delayed here and delayed there, weather, blah blah blah. And he said he was so pumped um, on passing the test that when he went to the airport and got delayed an hour and a half, he couldn't even be angry about it.
3: Hmm. Oh, interesting
1: It could not bring him down And I can't use all of his language here Because some of it was choice Mm -hmm. But it was basically, my flight's delayed Everything's all messed up, doesn't matter I got my citizenship, blanket (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah, Yeah. that's good
1: Uh, Yeah, I was a little worried But uh, GL's been well behaved this year
3: It's good, good to hear
2: Um, I
1: guess, some people are disappointed Yeah,
2: yeah They feel he's coming up a bit short, just short maybe
1: yeah, yeah. We'll see if um, maybe maybe they can be on a collision course this weekend.
3: What? Anybody know anything about Jesse Nelson? Anybody know anything about Jesse Nelson? Um, I heard he was coming back in. Melbourne. Oh, I did talk to Keith real quick. I what did he say? Did he say Unadilla? Maybe I think that's what I heard. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I've been here week to week for a while. Like, yeah, i back this week, but maybe I'm just making that up. Maybe I'm dreaming it. I don't know.
2: Um Weed, I have a question. What is the the etiquette, the protocol. Uh, when, so when you guys, are, when, when you and Gio are doing the race call, and I feel like we know what Gio loves to talk. That that's what he does. He is a talker. He's a storyteller. Uh, You're telling just me, I just, I just tried him. to
3: do a podcast with him, and you <laughs> cannot. We we are an hour ten in, and he just came to America to ride for KT.
2: <laughs> well, at, time, at times I'm trying to gauge uh, Weege's. Frustration, or if we just trying to jump in with segments or things he has to say or transition to, I can't really tell because We is such a professional, but I'm always wondering that is like GL carrying on when Weege needs to be in, or how does that go? Is there ever that situation, or is it pretty pretty laid back?
1: No, no, there actually is it's not it's not frustration on my part, but I know that for whatever reason the the general TV convention is like the analyst is not allowed to call action on the screen. I mean, I personally don't care. I'm not being paid by the word. I'm not going to be fired if I don't call one pass or crash or something. But sometimes he'll be going, and then he gets really into it, and he gets really excited, and then he'll just call the battle. And then I'm like, am I allowed to let this go, or are we both going to get in trouble from someone that says, hey, you guys are not allowed to do it this way? So then I am always at this crossroads where I'm like, do I need to try to cut him off just for the sake of saying that he didn't call the action because someone might say that's wrong, even though to me it works just fine. He does a good job calling it, so I don't care. But, yeah, I do have to cross that bridge every once in a while. He'll get all pumped. And I think he sounds great. But then I'm like, I don't know. Are we going to get in trouble for this? Um, I, don't know what the, I don't know what the solution is. So you are correct. There are definitely times where I'm like, I don't know what to do now.
2: Um, to <laughs> I me, always wonder that because I know, I know that, you know, the situation with the play-by-play versus the analyst, there are definitely – when you look at it how it 's supposed to go or the traditional way of these calls happening there 's definitely that back and forth where you know you kind of set it up and you throw it to him to analyze it and then it 's back to you for the you know what i mean and and I see him blurring that a lot and i i, I completely and we haven't talked about this before, but I always wonder that because he he is great at it. But that is his tendency is, is to yeah. just go, and he gets excited, and that's part of it. He, but he will just take off, and I'm <laughs> I feel like it's <laughs> one person out there at times.
1: Yeah. So I, I the only thing I'm worried about is that at some point we're going to get a note from somebody at the network that they're like, you guys aren't doing it right. But the hard part is, I think motorsports it doesn't really work. Uh, smoothly, I think it's the way it almost has to be in motorsports. Like, stick-and-ball sports, the game is literally set up that way. Like, mm-hmm. the, they take the snap, they throw the ball, the guy gets tackled, and then the play-by-play guy stops talking. It could not be set up better. Every stick-and-ball sport is like that. A play happens, stop. Play happens, stop. Motorsports, it never stops. You don't know when the pass is going to happen, or the crash is going to happen. It's just a linear 30-minute event. So, when you watch the F1 on there, or, or even NASCAR or any other motorsports, I think occasionally the analyst does get caught up and have to yell that a crash is happening because it's happening when you don't expect it out of nowhere and he's talking about something else so i think we're okay but that's the only thing that runs to my mind that mm-hmm. someone's going to say you know I'm, I'm i maybe at some point i try very hard to not sound like an analyst but i probably know more than than some others so sometimes i throw stuff in there i'm always afraid we're going to get in trouble for blurring the lines too much so yeah it runs to my mind for sure
3: i always feel like though and a guy i mean i've done, i haven't done work like you each but i've done shows i've done live calls from the races me and jim holly who can forget who can forget that and then me and todd cooley yeah. from montreal supercross and these podcasts and who can forget the nbc show that i starred in. jt you did well too but I, I was a star in my week but anyways or you know people love the uh tnt broadcast with uh charles barkley and kenny smith and Shaq and all that and that breaks every rule of halftime oh God, shows. Yeah. and But people love it. Yeah. And so to me, again, like, I don't think – I think you have to do whatever works and feels good and works for the show ahead of any sort of quote-unquote rules. Like, just run with it. Like – If it's working and people enjoy it and everyone's having a good time, then that's what will matter. Never mind the structure of, okay, shut up. I talk now. Okay,
2: you talk. Well, you know what the the opposite of this is, and I think the opposite is worse. I think you guys, uh, G.L. and we do a better job of this, is where I think Emig is too conscious of that at times. Like Jeff is, he's, I don't want to say scared because that's not the right word, but he's hesitant to carry on too much because he feels like he's, he's, adding too much analysis or putting his opinion out there too much. And I feel like he holds back to not cross that line. And I don't know if that's at from direction to him or that's just his way of approaching right. it. But I feel like GL, those two are completely on opposite ends of the spectrum of how they approach the call. Yeah, I think I agree. With yeah, you. and
1: I think it's just difficult because, like I said, you just don't know when action is going to happen. So if you are conscious of that, if you're trying not to step on the play-by-play person, you essentially would essentially would spend the entire race worried about that. Like, but what if somebody passes someone? What if somebody crashes right now while I'm talking? I agree with you, Mathis. Like, I think as long as the show's good, and for the most part, anything I've ever heard, anytime we even ask for like hard advice, they just say nope. Just be yourselves. Be like two guys hanging out watching. Yeah. And I think that's the direction TV has gone in general. But uh, you but just you- never know if some. He, like, Old school dude's going to be watching and say huh. the analyst announced four passes. That's not acceptable. Yeah, Even like to me, it's
3: when I fine. did the uh, when I did the NBC thing. I threw I asked Jenna uh, Corrado, the co-host, who literally not known much about the sport, you know, until a month before. I threw asked her a couple questions. Screw it, whatever. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I don't. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You're not supposed to do that, but yeah, I think it makes for good TV, or or internet show, or whatever, or pod, or whatever. So. Um, all right. I think it's
1: dangerous. Oh. It's good because these guys, like, I would like to say that it's good because I think GL and I can handle it. But I think it gets dangerous if you have someone that sucks, and they're the ones droning on and on.
2: So right, that's yeah, the yeah. thing.
1: Like, luckily, Kenny Smith and Charles Barkley are good, so they can pull off that TNT yep. NBA show. But you could put a 100 other combos in that same thing, and you'd be like, this is a disaster.
3: And, uh, hey, I think Georgia's doing a great job, too. She's following up with questions, she's following up what riders are saying and asking them. And they're not really helping her out, but she's trying. I like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, all right, now that we've finished blowing you and the TV crew, can we get to the word of the day? Oh,
1: for the new one, yeah, go yeah. ahead. What uh,
3: do we got? So we had Titus last week. Um, this week, word of the day to squeeze in. Um, JT, do you have anything?
2: I like Rocky Mountain Oysters.
3: Okay. I like smoke-free patio. I uh, I, 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 a Twitter guy sent me that. I think. I think somebody oh, I with roasted hummus. That was another one I had. Roasted hummus. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Been a lot of food ones. Been a lot of food ones. All right. What about a smoke-free patio?
1: I like it. That's.
3: Yeah, that's pretty good. It's gonna be tough. Yeah. You know,
1: it's kind of like, like
2: he's gonna go from the change from two stroke to four strokes. So he's gonna work at <laughs> He's going to a stank dog
3: reference, and then. What well, we're doing this two stroke oh, race. Yeah.
2: We're doing this two-stroke yeah. intermission race too. Yeah, but I think we're we're making it easy. Right? Time. Who's doing we're in good shape here? I like this. Who's doing that race? Uh, I guess Way is um, out. Uh, um, Nick's not going to do it. No, Nick's not going to do it. Um, yeah, Pengry's definitely in. Myself, I'm in. Uh, I think Hanny was in. I don't know if he's still in, but I think he was trying to do it. Tedesco's Antonovich in. Tanovic sure. is in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> T-
3: T- 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 <laughs> is in. Thank
2: you for that. Thanks for dropping that. <laughs> Thanks. Well, it's a mix of industry and ex-pro guys. So. I don't know how much actual racing is gonna go on. I know for my part there's not gonna be much because I've never even seen this motorcycle before. Uh right. but it's gonna I, I can tell you the most fun is gonna be that we're gonna be involved in the race day. We get to put gear on and go out there and ride the track mm. and be a part of the race day. That that's all I'm looking forward to. So we Okay, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say getting out there, especially riding one twenty five. It's been seventeen years since I've raced the one twenty five there. Uh, I think it's going to be awesome and and low key and low pressure and everyone's going to have a great time. I, I think it's a really cool event and I'm I'm happy that MX Sports was willing to work this into the schedule because I I know it couldn't have been easy to convince them like hey we want to add this two stroke race to your event. Yeah. you know I, I think that's a pretty tough tough uh, sell
3: but I'm yeah when I did. heard when I heard it was going to go in the regular program I was surprised I got to admit I was surprised that that it happened um do we know if the legends thing is happening again why again? Have we talked to Cotter
2: do we.
1: I asked a couple of people this weekend, and no one seems to have heard any mention of it, so I guess that would be
2: no. Okay. I, I asked, asked Tim early. Cotter last week. Maybe it's early. I talked to Tim Cotter. Yeah. Tim Cotter told me, as of now, it's a no. So yeah. Okay, I wouldn't want wouldn't to do something that
3: got so much publicity and so many people loved. Don't do it again.
2: Don't do it again. Well, I, I think, and I'm completely speculating here, but I think unless Ricky and Wyndham and a few key guys are on board, Ricky being a very very important uh, oh, yeah, i don't think yeah. that they would do it yeah he's so. the
3: only he's the only guy he's the only legend that would get people out for sure you're I'm right I'm just yeah. telling you my yeah. opinion cancel it I, i'm not yep. justifying it people loved that thing last year they loved it yeah right. it was awesome twitter, i was, i raced it it was amazing twitter traffic uh emails uh phone calls on the pulp show uh people could not get enough of that dumb legends race and if they don't do it because of Ricky not being there—that's ridiculous. Um, I'm speculating. I, okay. I, no, well, no one's told me that. Oh, okay. I'm completely pulling well, that. You know. I think if MX Sports doesn't do that again, they're morons. And I'll tell whoever whoever asked me that, I'll tell them that, because that thing was one gold. One i
1: worry about. I mean, as we talked about last year, I mean, I don't think anybody was paid to do this event, right? They just
3: would no. <laughs> no, no one was paid. No. <laughs>
1: Well, that's what I mean. So, so how long? Okay, that was cool. The, the riders did it. They came out. They gave the fans something. But doesn't it get a little crazy to year after year be like, yeah, we really want you guys to come out again. We want you to go out there and,
3: yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, you, you know what I mean? They're, you're basically asking these guys for a favor, for the sake of the fans.
3: I think they um, do. Well, okay. Well, pay them something. Pay him a little bit. Give him 500 bucks each for, okay. for expenses.
1: Well, okay. Well, that, yeah, if you do that, then I think it's okay. But otherwise, to just say, hey, do us another favor, come back again, and yeah. do it again, do it for the fans. You're not going to nope. make any money. You don't have sponsors. It's not helping you in any way, shape, or form, except you've got to go out there and bust your ass or maybe crash. But please do it for the fans.
3: JT gets rear-ended in the first turn. <laughs> um, yeah, no one liked to see 53-year-old Guy Cooper on TX10 gear air out an uphill triple.
2: Yeah, that sucked. <laughs> the first t- one to do it. The fr- <laughs> It's terrible. Oh, it, was it was epic. I mean, Red I, Dog I, never did it. Red Dog never. No.
3: You're
1: just asking a lot from these guys to do it every year.
3: No, Timmy did not ever jump that. <laughs> but 53-year-old guy <laughs> Cooper did on the first lap. Um, all right. and, oh, by the way, I walked I into the, you know, just two, me and DeCoster parked next to each other in, when we got there in the morning in rental cars, and we walked in together talking, discussing just two two, two legends. Two Millville legends. Yeah, two Millville legends, DeCoster and Mathis. Um, I asked him about the Motocross the Nation's team. And he literally said, "I don't know." And I said, "Like, well, don't you want to name the team by Unitil?" And he goes, "Yeah."
1: And I'm, I'm like, "So tell we-
3: you, bro." No, he would. He has in the past. Oh yeah, no, he would. He's told me before. Tomac told me he's in. Tomac said he's never been asked. Told me they have not been asked.
1: Oh, oh, maybe I he thought, thought Tomac and Blaine on our Saturday morning, and Tomac said oh,
3: maybe he thought Weezer yeah. Well. I asked Tomac on the Pulp Show, would you race? And he said, yeah, it's going to be crazy with two USGPs, but I, I would race. And we assume Tomac would be on the team, right? I mean, if Roger, Roger would ask Eli to be on the team or no? I, I, yeah, Eli I think Eli wants so. to
2: be out. He's definitely in.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But Roger had nothing. Like, I don't know. I'm like, Dude, what are you thinking? And he's just like, ah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. And I'm like, but it's kind of coming up. But I guess it'll happen. I mean, I'm sure it'll he knows. happen. But... He's got to know.
2: No, dude, he, in the past, he's told me. He's like, I don't know. This well, person I'm so sure, sure he has to have an idea, though. It's not that difficult to put together. Barsha would be in. Tomac would be in. Uh, Webb, I, I don't know. I know he's switching teams, but I have a feeling he would probably be. I mean, these guys are all. He has a few guys to choose from. I, I really yeah. think his toughest it's, call is who to put on the 250. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll be
3: Tomac, Barsha, Webb. Or Martin or Savaci Like there's like four, five
2: right. guys. Yeah, out of yeah, three. I don't. So I don't feel like he's panicking. Like who am I going to put? Like I feel like he has a sh- very, very short list. Well,
3: okay. Was well, as he thought about Stu on a two with the F.
2: No. Okay.
3: Well, then that's a mistake. All right. So. All right, 10-35 everybody. Thirty-five is what
2: you're hoping for. What
3: at Majora? Ten thirty five. No, Stu can reach deep down for one last go. One last <laughs> kick at the cat. Stu can do it. Put them on a 125. Put them on an RM125 and watch out. Like O'Mara? Yep. Okay. Uh, Motorcycle Superstore, Racer X, anything else, again? or no?
1: No, I think we've, got, we've covered it all here.
3: Would we get to <laughs> stew on a 125, of these nations, we've covered everything. <laughs>
1: so we, we did 10 minutes on TV, and we stewed at 125. <laughs> uh, did uh, DeCoster mention, because he was with Team Honda at the time when uh, Stanton would have been riding. International, correct?
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Did he bring that up? Did he remember?
3: No, I never the asked him. Battle in practice? No, no, Probably I never remember. I should have asked. Probably them. watching. Yeah. It just—it was—it was amazing that two guys did not care about the mud. Two guys were not were not, you know, scared of going out there in the in the <laughs> terrible conditions and going out right away. Like they just two of two people that had no fear. It was me, me and Jeff Sand.
2: Did Jeff Sirwall one of those? One of the people with no fear?
3: Yeah. All right, uh, <laughs> Motorcyclesuperstore.com, RacerX Online podcast, owned by Fox Racing. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. This has been the Millville Wrap Up. Word of the day smoke free patio. Word of the day for <laughs> <Like> <laughs> watch you it. go smoke free patio. And, uh, and Jason, can Wiggett. we put, can we put an, an asterisk that he can't use the two stroke race? No, because he, he'll go on about how it's not a contest, it's a fun thing. That's what he'll say. He,
1: no, I, you know what? I'm not, I'll just say right now, that's fine. I shouldn't use the two stroke thing because honestly, I don't know how, it's not going to be seen on TV, so. I don't think, unless there's a highlight or something. So, in other words, it really wouldn't make any sense. So, I will voluntarily not use it because it wouldn't make any sense to the people watching. They don't even know what I'm talking about, you know? Okay. Right. Now it sucks. I just said this because now everybody listening to this podcast are going to say, they purposely are not putting the two-stroke race on TV because <laughs> they hate these lights. I shouldn't even have said that. Coombs, said Coombs,
3: Coombs is getting here, together right? with Honda to have a conspiracy. Yes. Yes. So. yes.
1: Turn those cameras
3: off. <laughs> do not these <truth>, two <laughs> All right. Uh, and remember everybody, uh, no legends race in Indiana. Right uh, your local congressman. Please do this. We got to get this thing back. Uh, Motorcycle Superstore <laughs> Racer Online podcast. Wygant Thomas. Thanks, guys, and we'll talk to you later. See ya. See ya.
2: Thanks for listening to the Steve Mathis show presented by Fox Racing And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't gonna give 100%, I'm not gonna take the money.
0: The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was gonna miss. The Dogger, raw machine. Until you really
2: open your ears and you wanna listen to what they're saying,